You're gonna go take a shit. Oh, he's gonna get the shit out of his dick. Imagine if you get the shit out of your dick. That would be. That'd suck. Yeah. Because then when you, like, do stuff, like, just cover your ears. When you have to, like, rub one out or when you're banging, a little bit of poop in there still. That's not fun. Somehow I think you'd like it. I'd like to, like, bust a dirty yeah. nut onto a, some tits. Yeah, what? Joe, you're just reacting like that because Jess is right by us. Shut the fuck up. Now, now she's gone. What do you, what do you, what do you guys say? Nothing. But he was really like, like mouthing, like, oh fuck yeah, I would do that shit. <clears throat> Condoms? No, boxing gloves. Boxing gloves? You know what? I'll wear a condom, but I'll still beat it up. Welcome to Third Party Controller Podcast. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Lira with... Beto Sparza. And... Joe Ramirez. Welcome back this week. And we are together again. Always and forever. Always and forever. Yeah. Sing it. No. Joe, do it. I don't know the words. It's one with you. It's just like a dream to me. It's just... Beto. I mean, I want to sing, but I know Jesse's just going to take the mic away from me, so I really don't. He's going to try to outshot me. No, I'm good. It's just like a dream to me. Say it, say it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Every day. Love me your own special way, Joe. I... See, I don't know why you guys don't want to go with it. I've heard the song. I just... I don't know the words. I've never really bothered to pay attention to the words to the song. I still love you. You know why? Uh, why? Because... What's up, fool? Where you going, fool? To my pad, fool. For reals, fool? Nah, fool. I'm going to the store, fool. What's up? For real, going to the store, that's fucked up. For reals, fool. For reals, fool. Yeah, fool. For reals, fool. Yeah, fool. Damn, fool. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. It's not cool. Don't never lie to friends. I bought Yakuza Kiwami. Uh, the other day when it came out, Kiwami, Kiwani, yeah. the Kiwanis, um, club? yeah, Kiwanis Club. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. I, I I remember hearing about it a long time ago and hearing people talk about how how it was just an okay game, and so I was just like I stayed away from them. Mm. And now playing, I was like, fuck, man, I should have just not listened to those fucking douchebags. And then um, like now I'm playing it. And I just like, man, I want the next one to come out. Like, the next Kiwami, Kiwami 2. Yeah, they announced the sequel. Yeah, they announced the sequel. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, remake of the, of the second Yakuza. And it's not going to come out till December in Japan. And then there's a huge delay in between that. Because what Kiwami came out in January of... The first Yakuza remake came out in January of last year. Oh, shit. Yeah, so Kiwami 2 is barely going to come out 
this year in Japan, so it's probably gonna be like another year and a half before that one even comes out in the States. So I'm just like, fuck. I'll probably just buy it on the PS2 and with <laughs> just fucking like bear the, the shitty long loading screens. Um, but yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. It's like, it's, it's different, uh, like a different pace for me. Cause it's, I was just playing, playing, we were talking about this last week about, uh, being burned out playing like really long games. This game, it's cool. Cause you can just mess around for a couple hours and then just, just like mindless beat them up. And, uh, but there's still a little bit of a story too. It was just like pretty entertaining, but, uh, yeah, just like fun, like random encounters. There's a guy, uh, what's his name? Do, go, go, fuck. Dojima? No, it's not Dojima. Um, is it Dojima? The dude that follows you around, like you, the like ran, yeah, there's a dude with the eye patch, and they just you you encounter him like randomly, and then you just fight him, and he you uh you regain certain things that you learned before, like from because it takes place ten years after mm-hmm. he goes to jail. So like how how he was like this badass, he's trying to be this badass again. So every time you like you fight him, you ran, you you uh, learn a new ability and stuff. So. It's pretty cool, like the leveling up system, and it's pretty, it's pretty fun too, because you could just you get credits for it, and then you, you uh, you get to choose what you want, like you you um, boost up your your attack, make your attacks more stronger, more stronger, more strong, or your health, you can fucking like increase it and just do a bunch of other stuff. You learn certain moves when you're fighting, and then the styles of fighting so there's like a brawler which just throws like heavy punches which works like really well when you're in crowds like fighting like giant a bunch of crowds and there's objects so you just like swinging like crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you'll just like randomly stuff, pick yeah. up like a like a bike and start fucking swinging it and I beating the shit the out of everybody animal, animal pose no or the animal fight style this is the beast it automatically that beast one is automatically good. the beast mode is like you automatically grab whatever's near you yeah, it's yeah. just uh, yeah. Any any item that just picks it up, and then there's like a like a rush, uh, a rush uh, style where it's just like really quick punches and kicks. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, like finding the slower slower guys and dodging them. It's cool because you don't um, like the rush. You're quicker, but you don't. Your attacks aren't as powerful, yeah. so it takes longer. Yeah. So that's what's that's what's cool. Like, but like uh, I forget which one, but the dragon one is strong, but it's slow. Yeah. So. I don't use the dragon that much because of that. Like I yeah. need, I need to learn. I need to like learn how to fight with him because I just start m- mashing buttons, trying to make him fight faster. But that's not even how he is with that style. But uh, the brawler one is just a regular kind of like a brawler, like street fighting guy. Normal punches, no, not quick, not not quick, not slow, not strong, not not light. Just like neutral, but it's still the one I use the most still. But I, I'm about a, uh, I think I'm like six, seven hours into it already. Yeah, cool. So it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. Like I, I kind of regret not not ever playing these games ever because uh, now I want to get to like the most recent one because it just looks fun. And then the the, what well, Yakuza Six comes out next year. Yeah. And January. I actually I mentioned this in the podcast like a couple months ago that they actually have some pro wrestlers japanese pro wrestlers yeah in that but it's actually i thought it was in zero but it's actually in six that they're gonna be in for some reason i thought it was the most recent one so so i, th- I assumed that it was uh yakuza zero but it's actually in the next one that's coming out so that's pretty exciting like seems some of the the 
famous wrestlers in Japan right now being in the game. Yeah. They're like a crew. Was it like a crew of fighters or something? Like a. So that's that's gonna be that's that should be fun. Um. That's it. That's all I've been playing really. Uh. So the other day, um. Amazon almost uh shipped me a three hundred dollar uh brick for free. Uh, they had a, like a really big big um. Uh, price error where Wario 64 is like he he tweeted like oh there's a huge uh, price error uh, for Xbox in the Xbox One S it was like what 290 bucks or something almost like 300 bucks almost Uh, so I jumped on it like I got mine like I I was excited like because you had to do it at checkout so you just put in your cart you do it do the checkout and it shows right there how much you're getting charged and said zero I was like fuck yeah like I hit, I hit, uh, what was it? I don't even know what the fuck, buy now, whatever. Yeah. So I bought it. Oh, I ordered it. <laughs> and then I got a confirmation saying that I got it. And then there's actually people, some people actually got it for free, right? Yeah. Um, someone was telling me, um, well, Sean, who's been on the episode before, told me that I guess some people who got it were the ones who chose uh, one day shipping. Because if it was in the warehouse, they shipped it automatically. Yeah. So now, now, I, now I know what to do. Yeah. Shit, one day shipping, do that. I um, mean, you're going to pay 30 bucks, you get a free $300 console. So it doesn't matter if you pay for one day shipping. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, now I know what to do. Um, but yeah, but then it, must, it, must, it would have been weird if everyone knew that. And like, or they get all these orders to the warehouse, like, man, a lot of people bought Xboxes right now. This thing is gonna sell like crazy now. Um, there's a huge spike in sales. Uh, but yeah, I, a couple of days later, well, I got the confirmation saying that I, I was gonna get it, and then I was just kind of like, oh man, it might get canceled. I was scared the next day, like, fuck, man, I don't want it. I hope it doesn't cancel. I was, uh, I was telling people that that I got it for free too. I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, but then I was just telling them, like, I don't know, man. I think they're gonna, they might cancel it because it hasn't shipped yet. And then I I go on my break from work. I check my emails, and it says, "Oh no, I didn't check my emails. I checked the uh, the status on the delivery, and they like silently like fucking canceled my my order." And then like two hours later, I get an email saying, "Oh, there was a mistake, so we canceled your order." So I was like, "Fuck, man!" But there was I wasn't gonna, I, I was gonna sell it anyway, so it's probably karma. On my, yeah. So whatever, I'm cool with it. I wasn't gonna do anything with it. Uh, so that was my week. What are you, Joe? What's up, fool? Hey, guys. Hi. Hey. So, I played Destiny 2 this week. Mm. How is it? Uh, is it everything you wanted it to be? Is it everything I wanted my Destiny to be? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. Uh, to answer the question, uh, nah. I, all I played is... Um, I played a few hours of the campaign you know, story mode. Um, uh, probably like four or five hours. Yeah, eh, maybe maybe less. Um, and so far, I'm happy to say that the uh, story mode is, at the very least, ten times better than the original mm-hmm. uh, Destiny story mode. Um, it's a lot of fun. I've I've been uh, there's cutscenes in it now, so there's like an actual storyline to follow. So far, the the missions, you know, the, the what you have to do is has been uh, very a lot more varied. Uh, looks it, it looks really nice. It's it's um, you know it's been it's a really good looking 
solid looking game, especially now that they're not having to make it for, you know, the last gen consoles. Uh, um, it's funny because, you know, I, hadn't, I haven't played Destiny in a long time. I, I, it's one of the few games recently that I've that became a time sink to me. I'd say like of all the games I've played, re- you know, in the last couple of years, Destiny and probably um, Legend of Zelda's... Um, um, I can't think of the name of it right now. What's the name of it? Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not thinking correctly right now. Those are the two games that I probably spent the most time with over the last few years, like a lot of time with. And having not played Destiny in a while, I've I've always had the like kind of every so often I'd get the urge to kind of play a little bit again, especially since I never played the last uh, expansion. So I was like, ah, do I? But I never I never went back to it. And then I was just like, all right, so Destiny 2 comes out. I went ahead and, you know, pre-ordered it. And then I pre-ordered a physical copy. And then, like, about a week or two before, I just was like, I was like, do I really want to go pick it up and then have to preload, you know, download it and do all that stuff? I was like, you know what? I'll get it from the network. Preload it. You know, it's my first experience actually preloading a game and having it ready to play, you know, at at, at 9 o'clock on. Because the game came out on Wednesday. But it was 9 o'clock on Tuesday. So I was just like, yeah, no, I'm going to do it. Uh, try it out. And starting up, I started playing it. And it feels like a good first-person shooter, you know? And, and that was the first thing I was thinking, too. was like, man, I wish Benji was making Halo games still. Yeah. You know, because especially after Halo 5, it's just like, oh, man, they, they're really good at this. And then as I was playing, <laughs> I saw my first Engram drop. And it was like a light bulb flashed in my head, like, oh, ooh, that's loot. And then I went and picked it up, and then I started doing, like, all my old stuff. All the old things I used to do, like, you know, um, equip better armor, equip, you know, the better guns. And, I, and just, like, immediately I was like, oh, man, this is, you know, I was like, this is, what I, this is, this is exactly what I missed or what I liked about it. So it was like, it was really easy where I was kind of like, it just it kind of like uh, that's that uh, switch flipped. And I was just like, yep, I'm going to be playing this. I, I can see it becoming another time sink. They've changed some things up, especially with the weapons um, and how, how you, how they're, I guess, uh, sorted, like mm. which weapons you can carry with you. Uh, and they've also... I don't. I don't know if it. If, I don't remember, but like I feel like they've they've also done some things where like depending on what type of style of weapon you use, it can help you to get like a. It's easier to to destroy like a an enemy's shield. So there's like, I don't remember if that was a part of the original one or I don't think I maybe I just didn't notice it, but like I am noticing it now. So I don't know. It, it could be. So that's really that's been. I, I've kind of been digging that. Um, but level variety has been like has been really really real cool, and and it was nice that I this is like because I remember when we knew you know when we found out about Destiny two and there was going to be a beta, I was like I'm not playing it because I remember playing two of the the alpha and the beta yeah. of the original Destiny, and then getting the game and finding out that it's I had to play through the same stuff again, and it was like oh it was so it was boring. boring that yeah that opening was so boring. So I was I, I was like I was like I'm glad I didn't do that because I don't and I don't know if what you got in the alpha or the or the beta i don't think you've got anything right 
Oh, you got like probably like an emblem or something saying you played in it. Well, I was just like, I don't know what part of the game they gave you, or if it oh, was, it was actually. Oh, was the beginning? In okay, the, so. In the first bit, alpha and beta, they were both the beginning. Parts. Okay, so I just yeah, in this one, in this new too. Oh, I don't know. Oh, so that's why I was like, I don't know what they gave you to play, so I don't know if they gave you like the beginning, like the intro again, or something similar to that. But I was glad I didn't play it. I was like, I don't want to. I was happy to yeah. go in blind. Um, other things, I, I've, I've been thinking, uh, everything seems to be a lot. It's so much easier to access. It seems to be a lot easier to access stuff. Like you don't have to go. You can go, like, you know, you have to go to orbit first, and then from orbit you go, you get the, you can look at the old overview map, and then you decide to go. It just there's some stuff they like they streamlined that I appreciate. Like it just seems a lot easier to go through to do certain things now, whereas in the old Destiny, it just was like I have to go here, then here, then here, and now it seems like they've streamlined some of that, and and made that easier. So like they've cut they've cut some bullshit out basically trim the fat um i i haven't any strikes not, i'm not even i haven't done any of that stuff but i did do some like i think they're called adventures which seem they're kind of like patrol missions but how how is in the original destiny patrol missions were just so boring and just like yeah go kill you know, a few enemies or collect some something or other and then you get like a you get an XP bonus. Adventures kind of have their own little storyline, or like you can kind of follow them along. I guess they're kind of sort of like the quest lines that Destiny had later on when it was re, um, when they re, uh, like one of the updates, like around the Taking King, around the time of Taking King, I think it was. But I don't know. It just seems kind of cool. Like there's an actual f progress. It feels like you're making more progress instead of just doing patrols for for nothing. You know. Yeah. Now, when it comes to long term. Again, I don't know how that's going to work out in-game stuff. I, you know, I'm still pretty early on. And I've seen a lot of reviews and all the reviews right now are pretty positive. But I think everyone agrees, like, what's going to happen with the end-game? I mean, are you going to be stuck in the same loop of playing the same missions over again and just collecting loot? Which, you know, will probably work. You know, I mean, I've done that. I did it in the first game, so I'd probably do it for this game. But it'd be nice to see a more, I guess, a varied varied content or just some i don't know how they're gonna make it feel fresh as time goes on i, I heard that the the first uh bit of dlc or the, the expansion that that will come will be in in like december so we've got a solid let's see we're in september like three months before that happens so you know i know a lot of people are gonna they're gonna you know blaze through the game level themselves up high i don't know what's going to happen i mean I, I probably won't get through it that fast but i mean i i feel like more than likely i'll get to a certain point where i'm there doing that stuff um the end game stuff and i i'm hoping that it doesn't feel like i don't get that frustration i felt when i was playing the original one where like i'm doing the same things what am i what am i you know i know i'm collecting loot and i like doing that but you know after a while you're just like i'm doing the same missions um i think this week the raid drops uh and I want to try that. I've never done a. I've actually. I never did a raid in Destiny One, yeah. so I want to try a raid this time around. And I know there's some like a beta for some kind of. A, I think to group people for doing the raids, like an easier way to group. Like I don't know if it's like like people or I'm not sure exactly how it works, but there's some different stuff. They kind of laid out a game plan, like a five week, five or six week game plan for the for what's coming up in the game, and. 
I didn't. Some of the stuff I didn't even know what it was. So I mean, so it's it kind of seems like they've got a decent at least start going. So uh, you know, I'm definitely interested to see where that what that road is. Um, but I, I, I mean, just to say like so far, I, I'd have to say it's, it's definitely an improvement over the original Destiny. It's still the Destiny, like the gameplay is still solid like the original Destiny. But I feel like they fixed a lot of the stuff when it comes to like the story and then, you know, then the campaign. Um, so hopefully, you know, they've kind of figured out that that perfect, you know, I guess drip of content to where like it feels you don't, you know, it doesn't get uh, stale. So, so far I would say that, you know, I'm not going to give it like a, I would never give it a number score, but I'll say thumbs up so far. And that's pretty much all I've been playing. <laughs> Jesse, what's up? Uh, just like Beto, I've um, been playing Yakuza Kiwami, which is fun. Uh, I was playing, like I've been talking about in the past couple episodes, uh, I was been playing Yakuza 0. But since Kiwami basically came out first, I was like, ah, I'll just jump into this because there's, I mean, the prequel came out later, so it doesn't really matter. But what's cool was when jumping into the first Kiwami, you have all those different fighting styles. And I was like, oh, that these are already unlocked? And then I was surprised, oh, shit, since Yakuza 0 is a prequel, you find out how you get those fighting styles. And I'm like, that's fucking cool. Like, it, it, I, for, I, like... For a minute, I thought, oh, because I played Yakuza 0, it just automatically unlocked these fighting styles. But I was like, no, Yakuza 0 took the time to, to say, this is how he learned it. So you learn each fighting style as you go in Yakuza 0. So it was cool to see it automatically open in Kiwami. And I think the only reason, real reason why that excited me is sometimes in games, like a lot of games are guilty of this, God of War... Um, and you like Devil May Cry, certain games, you have to always, even like Metroid, oh, you have all your abilities, oh, you lost them now, so you gotta regain them, or, oh, you have to regain these abilities, but then you remember, hey, when I played Devil May Cry 1, or God of War 1, or whatever game I have you, I was a badass at the end. Now when the sequel's out, I'm not a badass anymore, and I gotta relearn everything. So it was kind of cool to see that in Kwame where, oh, you automatically have it because you are a badass already. And in the first Yakuza 0, you're barely starting out. So that's that was something I really liked. But everything Bethel was talking about, I'm having a good time with it. It's really fun. Um, I purchased, finally got Uncharted Lost Legacy from Amazon. It was a couple of days late, but I finally fucking got it. Did you get anything, bro? No, they didn't give me anything. Yeah. Um, I was hoping they'd send me two copies so I could sell one, but no. But they didn't. The other, now, see, which makes me think. It said it shipped. So did someone get a free copy, like at a warehouse? Someone ganked it. Uh, UPS. Yeah. UPS. Yeah. Um, I got it. I played it. I beat it. It took me about eight hours thirty five minutes. I thought it was perfect. I had such a good time with Uncharted Lost Legacy. They did some stuff that was a little bit different. Gameplay, visuals, and stuff are the same. But being able to do, like... Not, and not saying, like, the problem with Uncharted is the length or or anything like that. But when you notice that, like, um, someone like Naughty Dog is given... Okay, we're, we're going to make this... Originally, it was going to be just add-on DLC... But then they're like, well, we're going to make this its own individual game because it's bigger than... It started becoming bigger as we were making it. 
but it's cool to have this nicely packed fully packed compact game that only takes eight hours and you know we've been talking about burnout in video games and this brought me back in to um like games it like gave me a recharge because i wasn't i wasn't thinking oh is this like a 15 20 40 hour game man i'm barely like probably 10 percent in it and I'm, I'm like eight hours or whatever this was something where i knew it was gonna be a meaty game but not take a long time and it excited me. And I wasn't worrying about that, the time sink into it. Um, they kind of do an open world in Uncharted. A mini open world. But like a jungle area to explore. And just the stuff that's hidden and the things you could do are really fun. Um, like, I'm honestly, after beating Uncharted Lost Legacy, I am down to be Chloe for the next whatever games they make. Like, if Nathan Drake is sitting on the sidelines and is no longer going to be in games of Uncharted, I'm completely fine with Chloe. Like, it was fucking... She was great. Story was great. Gameplay was fun. Like, honestly, like, for the price... Like, I don't even want to talk more because I don't want to give anything away. I really enjoyed it. Like, I had a good time. When you say you have no problems being her, did you feel... uh, While you were her, did you feel free? Almost as if you were... No longer trapped in the wrong body. You know, that's funny you say that, yeah. Congratulations, Jesse. Congratulations, Jesse. I'm I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um But um No, it, I just I just had fun. Like with Uncharted Lost Legacy. If I mean I don't think if you haven't played an Uncharted game and you get Lost Legacy it's not really going to spoil anything for you. So you can kind of start in Lost Legacy. But I would always recommend just playing all the other ones too. So you can have like a... Because I think if you start with Lost Legacy and then go back to the beginning, you're going to see the limitations and how it improved. Because I would say from Uncharted 1 to 2, that's a huge improvement. 3, I felt... From 2 to 3, I felt like if 2 didn't exist, 3 would be as good as 2. But 2 exists, so it doesn't matter. And with 4, it was like enough time for it, the series to breathe and kind of bring it back and and it was fun to jump back in because after how I didn't like Uncharted 3 as much, I was worried about 4, but I don't know, it was really good I enjoyed it, I recommend Lost Legacy so there was an announcement this week at uh, Nintendo's little Nindies so when they announced this certain game, I was like, you know what? I have this series, and I'm going to sit down. I know I'm close to beating it. I'm going to sit down and beat it. I ended up playing No More Heroes for the original Wii. That game came out in 2007. So 10 years later, I finally beat it. Um, have you played No More Heroes? Uh, yeah, I've played both uh, 1 and 2. Ooh, okay. So I liked 1. It was fun. Uh Gameplay from from now, like 10 years later, it's a little rough, but you forgive it for kind of like how how unique the game is. I think a lot of it is pretty unique. No More Heroes. Um, as you go, though, like do it like as you keep playing the game, like you're you're basically Travis Touchdown and you have to kill the top ranking assassins to become the number one ranked assassin. Um, then you notice the pattern where it's it's a rinse repeat of all right I beat an assassin hey you gotta have this much money to enter in to get to fight the next assassin so you have to do side jobs 
and then you do the side jobs, and then, oh, hey, then you do assassin missions, and it's just rinse and repeat for everything. So, like, toward the end, you're like, uh, it's cool, but then I'm getting kind of tired of the rinsing and repeating. Um, but still, as a whole, like, No More Heroes 2, I mean, 1, was is really is really fun and like beating it it's it's like quirky and stuff uh do you remember a lot of of it joe yeah okay um god like there's stuff i don't i don't want to say like to ruin it i don't know but i thought it was for for a pseudo 51 game which i really like like he it's crazy how he i don't know man it's pretty not unique i mean he does he's kind of got like that punk rock kind of edge to him you know, the punk rock edge that, uh, what's his name? Is it Itagaki? Yeah. Itagaki wants to be, but Suda51 Suda is the punk rock. And Itagaki is trying to be punk rock. Itagaki is like, he's trying to be uh, punk rock, but he's more like pulp, pop alternative. <laughs> some some, some like different... Junior? Yeah, there you go. He's like the chain smokers. Um, I, I love no. Actually, No More Heroes one is um, probably and actually the sequel. They're both probably two of my favorite games on the Wii. Um, and they're you're right. There is it's a lot of rinse and repeat and the stuff that goes on. But uh, story wise, it's just so batshit crazy. Yeah. And it's actually pretty cool. Like you get the idea, and then there's some stuff with. Like there's character interactions with some of the bosses that are just really good. Almost, it's almost like Running Man esque in a way, where it's, it's like a. I know it's gonna sound crazy. It's like a, it's like you're saying like a punk version of what like uh, Shadows of the Colossus is, even though it's you know like they're not Colossuses, but it's like you've got these ten or eleven, twelve bosses, whatever it is, the number is, and you're you gotta fight your way through them. And there's some interesting parts in that game. You know, a couple of like battles that end up completely like what the hell was that you know like where you're like whoa did you finish it or no what two no number one yeah i finished it. okay there's a couple of spots where you're like yeah what the f yeah. yeah like that totally kind of surprise you and throw you for like for a loop um one of my favorite things like i and, and i agree with you that doing some of the stuff it became repetitive but the side jobs and how they were done and how you did side jobs was really really like a, a very very cool um uh aspect of you know adding to the gameplay i mean you're right the assassins missions all felt the same but when you actually did the even the way you you that you intro like how you intro you were introduced to the the side jobs it was always really kind of cool you know what i'm talking about right yeah um yeah, and also for anyone who's like, who's who? Who are they talking about? Itagaki. Itagaki used to, not anymore. He used to um, do the Dead or Alive fighting games, and the newer Ninja Gaiden games when they came out for Xbox. He um, part of Team Ninja, but no, he's no longer. He has his own company now. Yeah, but going from that, like, you know, we talked about controls, and there's an open world aspect to it, which is kind of cool. But again, control wise, it's gonna be clunky. Um, the motion control stuff isn't bad, but I think it's it's not as bad as um, Legend of Zelda, where Legend of Zelda really hindered on, like, it had a lot of it, mostly all of it was motion control, where certain parts of No More Hero, No More Heroes is uses motion control. When it works, 
it's cool. When it doesn't, it's annoying. It's also much more. It's also much more forgiving in yeah. its motion controls. I feel like <coughs> you don't have to be precise. Yeah. yeah, and it's more and and you don't notice it as much because it's not all motion controls where um, Skyward Sword was a hundred percent about the motion controls. Now I beat. It was funny. I beat No More Heroes, but then there's a true ending, and then I found out how to do the true ending, which wasn't that hard. And then I did the true ending, so that was cool. After I finished No More Heroes, I jumped right into two, and holy shit, they improved a lot from the first one, and with stuff that I noticed, because I just jumped right next to the second one, because I had it, the controls are more precise, like you have to be more on it, it's not as easy where, you know, there's those type of games where you play, where you can just button mash, and you're going to be getting hits, you know, I feel in this one, not saying that you can't button mash, but you'll get dinged more or you know you'll get more damage just fucking around instead of like kind of concentrating um but visuals and everything you know as what a sequel should do improvement and improved over the first one and i'm kind of happy they took away the the open world aspect because it didn't really need to be in the first one um but i like how in the second one it it just kind of zooms out into the map and you go to the locations you need to go to but what I really like so far, because I think I only really played an hour of two, are now when you do the side jobs to get money, they're all 8-bit like retro Nintendo games. Holy, they're fucking fun. Yeah, they are. The first one was the bug catcher one. And what's crazy is you think, oh, okay, they're going to do these side games. It's going to be very generic. But holy shit, like you had to suck up, you know, it could be bugs, wasps, or scorpions. Uh-huh. The wasps or the scorpions could sting you, you get poison. There's medicine in the level sometimes so you can cure yourself. But then you grab batteries. If you grab three batteries, it makes your suction, you know, stronger so it's easier to get like scorpions. And you're just going from level to level. It kept going until I got lost. Once you exit out, you get the money that you received from how much you've played, but you can keep going. Where when you did the jobs in the first No More Heroes, two, three minutes. And then you're done. If you want to keep doing it, you had to go back. You had to go back in your car, your bike, drive back to the place to get a job, start your job, then drive to the location. This just cuts the middleman, and you you just automatically go to certain ones. But uh, yeah, the job system is so yeah. much better in the second one. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, especially even like how like when you go into the job, <laughs> he makes the noise like he's blowing into the cartridge oh, and like yeah, puts yeah, it yeah. in like into a control deck. Yeah, it's cool. So yeah, I mean, that's mostly what I've been playing. Um, it was cool because Un- Uncharted Lost Legacy, Legacy kind of like sparked, you know, I had the burnout, but everything's wrapping up to come out soon. So Metroid's coming out soon for 3DS. You know, Joe's starting to play Destiny. Um, Super Mario Odyssey's like an, a month and a couple of weeks away. So yeah, I'm starting like thanks to Uncharted, it just kind of gave me the boost. So now I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to start playing games again. There's going to be some casualties, though. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. A lot of games coming out. Some games are going to go by the wayside. Some games that a couple years ago, I would never have thought that I would. I'd be like, yeah, I don't got time for that game. Jesse, you know what I'm talking about. Marvis Capcom Infinite. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably going to. I'm going to sit that one out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, so. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. So see you in a bit.
Welcome back, and it's time for... News. 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 No More Heroes Travis Strikes Again officially revealed for Nintendo Switch. After teasing the project earlier this year, Nintendo and Suda51 have officially revealed Travis Strikes Again, the latest No More Heroes entry coming to Nintendo Switch exclusively in 2018. Unveiled as part of today's Switch Nindy Showcase, Travis Strikes Again features No More Hero star being confronted in his trailer by the Bat, only to be pulled into the game he was playing, Hotline Miami. A partnership between developer, grasshopper manufacturer, and various indie developers will delve into six different games and beat their prospective bosses. Suda51 teased Travis return as well as the game's subtitle during the Switch reveal event earlier this year. So... We are just talking about this. No more heroes. Travis strikes again. So what I heard was this is not the next. Suda51 said this is not the next No More Heroes. That he still wants to make No More Heroes 3. This is just going to be a side thing. So this can live on, on as its own game. It's still No More Heroes. But it will live on to uh, uh, like as a side game. Um, so I was excited. I mean that's what honestly made me want to play and finish No More Heroes again. Um. It looks cool. They're they're talking to indie developers to I don't know. They're still not really that clear, but like to have maybe certain things in the game or or levels in the game. I know that they talked to um, Yacht Club Games, uh, which does Shovel Knight, and uh, Suda Fifty One lifted up his shirt and he had another shirt of Shovel Knight. So like Travis, if you play the No More Heroes, the first one, Travis would have a, a ton of different shirts that you can put on. So basically, like, oh, they'll probably be Shovel Knight shirts that Travis could wear. Maybe not a level. Maybe maybe the shovel will be a weapon you can get. That'd be pretty cool. But um, it was cool to see that. It was cool that him talking to different indie developers and especially working with the guys uh, who did in uh, Hotline Miami. Like, if he gets to go into that world, yeah, that'd, be cool. that, that'd be fucking, like, really cool. Like, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, man. Like, it was cool to see it. it was, the trailer impressed me. Um, and yeah, dude, like just playing No More Heroes, like I'm so down to, to play this game and, and it's cool that it's coming for the Switch, so I, I'm stoked for it. Yeah, I heard about it over, uh, during the week too and, uh, I, I'm, I didn't actually see the trailer, but just hearing about it, I was like, oh, awesome, there's gonna, I, and, and I know they had kind of teased it earlier, um, in the year two and I just think, uh, I feel like, you know, more Travis Peshtown is always a good thing. And, you know, it gives me hope for a third No More Heroes game, <clears throat> which I really want to play. I would love to play another, you know, more of, of that series. <clears throat> Suda's done some different games, uh, you know, he, and I've always been a fan of his games. Uh, I, I didn't play, I don't think I played his last, his last game. Um, which one was it? Uh, what was it? Something. I can't remember. It almost seemed like another, it was like a. I can't remember. I'll be honest. I can't remember. I, I, it's in my head. I know what game it is. I just can't. I can't think about it. But it was in the vein of no, no more heroes or Killer Seven or something like that. It was that style of yeah. kind of thing, and it didn't get re re reviewed very well. But I mean, I was a fan of Lollipop Chainsaw. I, I'm a fan of the obviously a big fan of the uh, No More Heroes stuff. So, um, whatever this ends up being, 
and we still don't know exactly what it's going to be. Whatever it is, I'm looking forward to it. I, I definitely want to play, and hopefully it does well so that we can get a third No More Heroes. Uh, yeah, I never played those games. Um, you know, just kind of didn't care for the Wii. It was in the Wii, right? Yeah. Or Yeah, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't really, I mean, I heard Joe Tom talking about how, how good they were, and I was just like, oh, I wish I could have played it, but, but it was on the Wii. Changed. Yeah. Wait, why? Because no more heroes, Travis. Because no more heroes, Travis strikes again is on the Switch. Oh, okay. I thought I, thought, I wasn't paying attention. I thought you said they probably <laughs> they probably announced the first two or some a remake or something. They should. Mm-hmm. I would. I would mind. I would, I'd I play them. I know the PS3. Uh, I know the PS3 got like an HD version or a, a, a yeah, one mixed with some stuff from two. It was weird uh, how they mixed five, some five, five enemies. From, uh, it was five enemies from the second game. Yeah, yeah an extra five people. It so that was it was kind of cool. But it was a way for people, to, more people, to, you know, kind of like play the game. But I mean, all in all, it, I mean, it just was the first game, and also was kind of different. Lost a lot of its charm, to be honest with you. Yeah, I saw the trailer. It was it looked cool. I didn't know what it was at first. I was like, "Who's this? What is this guy? What is this?" And then it showed, "What's happening?" Yeah, and then it was like, "No more heroes." I was like, "Oh, okay, Joe, Joe, and Jesse will like that, or mainly Joe." But uh, wasn't uh, I only. I think this is the game. Travis Touchdowns based off of uh, Johnny Knoxville and Josh Barnett, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Okay, an MMA fighter, uh, a war master, babyface assassin. Um, yeah, it's cool. I hope, hope, hopefully they come out with the other two, like like the Yakuza games. <laughs> hopefully they remake them so I can play those and then play this next one. Um, don't got much else what to say because I really don't know anything about them. Playable Street Fighter 2 30th Anniversary Edition includes glow-in-the-dark SNES cartridge. To celebrate 30 years of Street Fighter action, I Am 8-Bit and Capcom have teamed up to release a 1990s nostalgia-fueled special edition of Street Fighter 2 The World Warrior. This isn't just some repackaged re-release either. It's an actual working Super Nintendo cartridge in a tri-fold box and including a premium instruction booklet along with the retro pack-in surprises. There are two variants of the amazing cartridge. One is an opaque Ryu headband red and the other glow-in-the-dark Blanca green. The glowing cart is translucent in addition to luminescent. The red version is limited to 4,500 copies while the glow-in-the-dark variant is limited to just 1,000 and they're randomly inserted in the packages. So yeah, um, yeah, they're re-releasing uh, Street Fighter in a cartridge special edition 100 bucks but then people started noticing that there were warnings that if you're gonna play this with your snes console make sure that you have a fire extinguisher because it can catch on fire um huh <laughs> what what why why would they put that warning well, some people kept asking what was going on, and what it seems like is a lot of the stuff that they're using to make a reproduction cart, uh, a lot of the new chips, a lot of the new stuff, like um, some of the parts that are no longer really available from back in the day because stuff has gotten improved. Um, they're using the more improved stuff, but that could kind of, uh, I don't know if I'm using the term right. It's trying to draw more power. Um, it can overclock certain things. So that's why it could make your system run more than it should is what the, I think that's what people were saying. Like the gist of it is it's using newer parts. So it's trying to draw more power, which the console wasn't made for. Cause back in the day there weren't as advanced parts as there are now. 
So that's why. You can play it, but it's like play it at your own risk. Okay. Uh, <laughs> kind of interesting that, you know, that they would really, even though they're saying it, that still that they would really something like that or just, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I hopefully whoever buys, I mean, more than likely people that are buying this are going to be collectors and are actually trying to play yeah. it. But for those that are, just keep an eye out for any smoking. I think there's just, I don't, I have a feeling that probably nothing's going to happen if you play it, but they're just saying it just to cover their asses just so they won't get sued for, just in case it does happen. Uh, But also, like Joe said, if you're a collector, you're not going to fucking want to play it. I wouldn't want to play it because, I mean, it's a cool cartridge. They're random uh, colors too, right? The red one looked dope. But, uh, yeah, like if I was a collector, like I'm I'm pretty sure like more than... 80% 80% of the people aren't, aren't going to put it into a fucking console. Yeah, like when, when this got announced, me and Bethel were talking about it. And I thought the price for 100 bucks wasn't that bad, to be honest. Because it's a re-release, it's a nice package, it's going to come with all this stuff. But then when I heard about it, like, oh, you, like don't really play it, like play at your own risk. I thought that was weird. Then to me, it's just like, well, then uh, I don't want to. I, I wasn't going to, but if I were to pay 100 bucks, I want to at least know that I could actually play it fine. But like Bethel's saying... It's probably just like nothing's really gonna happen, but because of this, I think there's gonna be more people buying the cartridge version because they're gonna want to make videos. I played this for two minutes and it burned my console on YouTube videos with someone's face going mouth opened and a burning SNES. Like you're gonna have all those videos. How long until it burns the console? You know, how long until it doesn't work? So you're going to have those. People are going to, I think it kind of got them more sales because more people are going to make those stupid YouTube videos. You know, so, yeah. Cool. It's cool. You know, I'm a fan of Street Fighter, but, eh, I don't really want. Not that. It's, it's, I don't think it's bad for the price, but, eh. I think it, I, it's cool. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know what to fucking say. <laughs> Violent games have no place at the Olympics, says IOC president. In an interview with the South China Morning Post, current president of the International Olympic Committee, Thomas Bash, has spoken about the game's desire to attract a younger audience, but insists that esports will only be embraced into the Olympics family on the proviso that they don't feature violence. Although Batch notes that the matriarch rise in popularity of esports in the International Dota 2 Championship, which took place this month, featured an eye-watering 24 million prize fund. He makes clear that the kind of games that the IOC are interested in are games which replicate real sports such as soccer or basketball, but they have to draw the line at games which feature violence. The Olympic Charter lists as a key value promoting a peaceful society. Which Batch seems to infer means that the IOC are reluctant to endorse any form of violence, however virtual. He does, however, mention that more peaceful esports, such as the aforementioned soccer or basketball, are of high interest. Indeed, as a reported recently, Paris is still considering the possibility of esports featuring as a medal event when it hosts the Games in 2024. One of the problematic areas, however, is that lack of industry regulators for such sports. Batch brings up the possibility of doping while also pointing out the most Olympic Games feature strict rules and regulations areas in which the growing, however quickly, esports field is still establishing itself. 
In an attempt to wrap their heads around the way young people are watching sports, Bash and the IOC are currently partnering with e-commerce giant Alibaba, which is offering data analytics and cloud computing infrastructure to examine and quantify the way in which young people are engaging with sports. Bash is clear throughout the interview that he isn't opposed to esports if that's the way the future lies, but that for it to be considered part of the Olympics, there are some works to do in terms of standard standardizing rules and regulations. First and foremost, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get a little opinionated here mm-hmm. on my end. Um, I love video games. Yeah. I love playing video games. You know, and esports is proving to be in some instances a pretty uh a pretty um profitable profitable business right okay but i'm sorry i i just think it's fucking laughable that you could actually the there's there's a possible the possibility now exists that you can get a gold medal in the olympics in playing video games I think it's fucking ridiculous if you're honest. If I'm gonna be honest with you, and this is coming from a guy that loves video games, but the fact that there were actually there's a push for, yeah, I'm sorry, some shit just don't belong in the fucking Olympics. The Olympics is, is in my opinion, is about you know, athletes at the top, and and someone's like, oh, sports people are athletes too. I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I don't agree. I just I fucking don't. So like, the day I see esports and uh, the Olympics, I'm. Just, Number one, I won't watch. Number two, I'll never recognize that as a fucking real gold medal. In fact, I actually feel like gold medals would be fucking, they're cheapened if that happens. And, as, and, I'm a, and as, that's as a fan of video games. I just think it's fucking stupid. Um, but I'll get past that to just to, to comment on this. The IOC saying that they're like, oh yeah, you know, we don't want violent video games. It's basically, in my opinion, just the IOC hasn't had been, uh, they haven't had their fucking elbows greased enough. Basically, the you know, the Olympic Committee, in my opinion, is corrupt, just like FIFA was corrupt, or it probably still is corrupt. And for them to say that, I just, I feel it's just, it's a money, it's it's all about the money right now. When they when a game becomes popular enough or they get paid enough or they get some under under the table fucking um bribes uh i'm sure if and when video games become an esport whatever game that's popular at the time will end up you know will end up there um but it's it's all sort of ridiculous to me um then the fact that now you're going to be able to win a a gold medal in uh soccer without actually having to play the sport actually like physically having to get a play the sport is just fucking hilarious to me um so i'm probably not making a lot of fa- for anyone that's in esports that's hearing this right now you're probably going to be like oh wow you're yeah yeah i'm not a fan of your opinion but i mean it's my opinion dude the fucking olympics are about sports they used to fucking die in the olympics back in the old days pancreation people did fucking now you're gonna get you're gonna you're gonna give gold medals for fucking playing video games Fuck it. Let's just give gold medals for... You know what? Everyone should get medals. We should all get participation medals, too. I think just everyone. If we're going to give everyone, should just get a medal. And we'll have, like, gold, silver, um, bronze, and then what's, like, less than bronze? Like Aluminum? Everyone gets an aluminum medal. Now, copper actually is it's kind of pricey, right? More, a little more expensive than aluminum. Is, yeah. Let's, well, let's just do aluminum because copper's... People steal copper and sell it. So I think we should just go, like, everyone gets an aluminum medal. 
Fair enough. Beto, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I have to agree. Um, I think it's silly that people think that uh, esports uh, could be uh, in the Olympics. Just, I mean, there's so many other sports that should be in the Olympics, like jiu-jitsu. And they almost fucking took out wrestling, wrestling a couple what? years ago. Yeah, so I think it's fucking bullshit. If, if, they, can't get, if they can't put those sports on there, they should, esports should be in there. And I just took on the wrestling. It's funny. It's more than anything because they weren't getting ratings, which, again, proves that mm. it's not about the fucking sport. It's about, you yeah. know, it's... Yeah, and I'm probably just gonna get pissed off at it. like just, like when you watch boxing and 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 uh, the Olympics. It's like the most fucking stupidest scoring system that they have on there, and it's corrupt. Uh, um, what is it? Oh, and I'm pretty sure if it becomes a sport, um, the gold, the medalists are probably gonna get really upset when they they learn that they have to pay to fucking get receive their fucking medals. I don't know how much they pay, but they fucking have to pay for that shit. You know that? That's fucking, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure, but I wonder, like, well, like, equestrian games? Those are fucking, like, hopping on a horse and doing stuff. That shouldn't be an Olympic sport. Also, curling. Fucking throwing a rock. Like, shuffleboard. I mean, that's, those are silly fucking sports. There's some sports that shouldn't be on there and some sports that should be on there. So, if if sports does go to fucking uh, <laughs> uh, the Olympics, I wouldn't be surprised, like, in the next five years but yeah like i said there's there's some sports that just shouldn't be in there and there are already on there so wouldn't be surprising if they're if they're on there i don't know about soon but in the future i think it's the kind of thing like we want to be a part of this but then when you're a part of it you're like oh we don't like how this is run we don't want to be a part of it anymore you know what i mean like you guys are talking about it being corrupt and everything i don't think they know what they're going to get themselves into and it's not going to be run how they run it. It's Yeah, it's going to be completely fucking different. So it's just going to be like all the other sports shit. But I get where you're coming from, Joe, where you want to be more an athletic thing. It, okay, let's say this happens, right? Then, oh, now we're on to the esports of soccer. That's stupid. If you're going to do esports, let it be like, I'm not big on it, but Halo or you know, uh, League of Legends or uh, Dota. Um, Dota or uh, uh, Player Unknown's Battlefield, um, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite because it'll be, be that time, Street Fighter V. Like those, like the Evo stuff, that'd be cool. I'd actually like to see this actually happen. I honestly don't think it will. It won't happen. And I, I don't, like me just saying, I don't think, that, honestly, you don't want this. Like, you really don't want this. I think there are people in their respective respective games who can do stuff that your regular person can do. Just like in sports. Like, I can't fucking play basketball like how Kobe Bryant used to play basketball. But I get it. I get the non-athletic part to it where people are more like, whoa, you know, they're not really getting up or doing any, any movement, so it's not athletic. But then other people will argue that there's skill that you can't do, I can't do, and any athlete can't do what this person does, the same thing with an esports person can't do freaking swimming as good as this person. You know what I mean? Kind of falls into the whole Mayweather and freaking McGregor fucking fight, you know? You know, you had uh, MMA and boxing. They're, they're both athletic sports, but like... One's good at this one, and one's good at the other one. Um, I just would like to see it happen, to just see it all kind of... See how many people actually watch it, where, what time they put them in. 
what slots, even if it's going to be aired. I'm curious to see it happen. Honestly, I don't think it will, but I am I'm curious to see. You know. Yeah, what a waste of gold medals. I, I'm, you know. But that's the thing, like you said, like they don't even know that you have to pay for it. That's what I'm saying. Like they don't, they don't. I, I don't think they want this. Like really, you don't want this. You don't want to be a part of this. I, I just, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like it's a, it's just a. I'm sorry. Honestly, how I think Blizzard just announced that they're building their own esports arena. Like, keep it your own. Make it your own thing, dude. Like, like, like. here's the thing. I want to see this. Honestly, I would like to see this in the Olympic sports because right now, how, how the world's going on, anything can fucking happen. You know, it's weird. But I kind of want to see this happen. But make it, keep your own rules and do it yourself, you know? Like, that's what I say. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just think it's it, it gets ridiculous. Like, I understand wanting to belong and we should be a part of that and the mentality of that. I, I believe, I truly believe that that, you know, without getting all political or holier than thou or anything like that, I, I understand that. But I just feel like there's certain things where it's just like there's there's no it's not a fit. Like I mean, there already are sports, and I'm not even I'm not even saying that um, esports would be the first offender. I mean, there's already sports in the Olympics that you know, like Beto was bringing up. Like there's certain stuff where I'm like, wow, that's hey, you get a medal for that. I think some of those sports have a history though, and they've been around for a long time. <laughs> so I I get in some aspects I do get it, but at the same time I'm like, yeah, I, I you know. I don't. I don't see why. I, I guess the need for them to be there, but you know, it's whatever history, yeah, big, you know, yeah. Well, there's a lot. I mean, there's sports in the Olympics right now that are fucking obscure as shit, and they, you know, and you're just like, why is that? But I think because of the popularity of it. That's all. That I yeah. Um, but it just, I, you know, to see esports in the Olympics, I just feel like, yeah, I, I feel like the way they're going at it as as it is is better. You, you said like the esports arena, um, the Dota, G, like all those championships. That's that's their thing. They should stick with it. They don't need to be in the Olympic. You know, people that come up with that need to be. I need to be in the Olympics. It's just same people that. You know, I'm not even gonna go into it. Just people that. That's what happens. Fucking participation medals and shit. You give people participation medals. Everyone wants to fucking belong into everything, even though they don't really deserve to be there or belong. Uh, I actually just changed my mind. I do want to see uh, esports in the Olympics only because I want to see uh, photos of all of those athletes and then photos of like out of shit fat out of shape fat dudes like me, uh, just in the in the section, like tiny corner of uh, of the pictures, and just like well, what the fuck is this? This is the esports team, and they're all just like fucking nerdy looking dudes, chubby dudes like me and stuff. That'd be fucking hilarious. La Noir announced for Nintendo Switch, PlayStation Four, Xbox One. VR edition revealed. Rockstar Games has announced that LA Noir will be coming to the Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One, as well as via a VR experience that pulls from the original game. This updated version of the 2011 games will be released on November 14th across all announced systems. The Switch version features the full original game, all of its DLC, and Switch-specific adjustments like optional Joy-Con, gyroscope, and motion controls, as well as HD rumble, and wide and over-the-shoulder camera angles. For those playing in handheld mode, new contextual touchscreen controls have also been added for this edition. 
This release will make L.A. Noire the first Rockstar game title to appear on Switch. L.A. Noire on the PS4 and Xbox One, meanwhile, will feature the full base game in all of its DLC, as well as a range of technical enhancements for greater visual fidelity and authenticity, including enhanced lighting and clouds and new cinematic camera angles, high-resolution textures, and more. The game will run at a native 1080p on PS4 and Xbox One, with 4K visuals for players on PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. Rockstar will also feature L.A. Noir, the VR case files for the HTC Vive headset. This collection pairs down the original game to focus solely on seven of the cases from L.A. Noir. Rebuilt specifically for virtual reality, Rockstar's L.A. Noir puts players in the role of Detective Cole Phillips in the midst of post-World War II 1940s Los Angeles, working as him to investigate a number of cases inspired by real-world events. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, it's actually cool that Rockstar is like putting this game on the Switch, and it's cool that all these games are coming out for Switch. This is probably going to be the first time that a port of a game that's coming to Switch, I'm not going to get the Switch version. I kind of want to get the PS4 version for the updated visuals, and um, I kind of want to stream it. Because, uh, you know, I've talked to Bethel about this a lot, but I just could never get into L.A. Noir, and I really want to try to get into it this time. And I kind of want to stream it and, like, have Bethel right next to me, you know, because he, he really enjoyed the game, and you completely beat it, right? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, stoked. I'm stoked about this. It's really cool that they're going to have it. And I hope if fucking L.A. Noir does good on Switch, I would, hands down, get a... If they ported Red Dead Redemption for the Switch, I'd get it for the Switch. Just because I would want to play that portably. Um, and bully, I won't bully. But anyway, right now, L.A. Noir, that's cool. Yeah, I really liked L.A. Noir too. I finished that. Um, I ended up beating that game, too. Uh, it's a cool game to bring bring up. Uh, I don't know if I would... I don't know if I would actually pay to play it a game. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I think it's, it's nice to see that it's getting another, um, another opportunity. People have an opportunity to play it. Because I think some people were actually a little reviews were it was it was different it was definitely not you know not the normal rock star you know game um, but I you know I, I I'm, I'm all for it I just, I had a lot of fun with that game I remember playing getting really into that um, and uh, yeah the VR stuff that's kind of cool you know for for VR players getting a chance to play like you know certain cases um so i don't know maybe i, I mean i might i don't know it's it's that's that's an interesting one because like i mean i do like the game maybe maybe i would wouldn't mind replaying it i'll have to wait and see on that one i think um when it came when la noir came out i think a lot of people were confused on what type of game it was but i knew what it was gonna be but i always hated at the time i was working at a, a game store and what I pitch it, I pitch it like about what it was, solving crimes, you're a detective. But then when other people would pitch, it's like, yeah, it's just Grand Theft Autos, but in, you know, old LA. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not, it's not. I would, I would interrupt people, any of my employees who would say that. I'd be like, oh, no, no, it's not, no, it's not. Like, don't fucking false, give false information about this shit. <clears throat> and it came out and it's, so, I remember it sold a lot because we pushed it a lot. But I think a lot of people were like, what is this fucking game? Like, it's not Grand Theft Auto, which I never <clears throat> tried to sell it as GTA. <clears throat> but I think someone put it put it well, because a lot of the, the, the flack that the, that Ellie Noir had review-wise was the open world, that there wasn't that much to do in it. But uh, Adam Sessler had a, like kind of explained it, I think, really well, was 
that this is not an open world game. No, like you can drive around. The old '40s LA was just a backdrop for the story. Mm -hmm. The the L, that old LA is the this is one of the characters in the story. It's not a GTA. I'm gonna do jumps here. I'm gonna find packages of a cocaine. If I get a hundred, I'll get like every ten. I'll get weapons or no 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 no. It yeah, it's about solving cases and doing this thing. Yeah, and and the world yeah, and the world was the backdrop was the scenery. You know, so and I get it. If you're going into this game, Rockstar's right on there. You're like, I know what kind of game I'm getting, and I think a lot of people were like, Oh, uh, it's not what I thought it was, which I felt kind of sucked, and I felt like it was unfair, you know, because I don't think not even Rockstar was trying to boast it as a GTA. People just assumed, personally. I didn't even know they were working on this. It's like it just yeah, came out of nowhere for me. That's the thing. It's like with Rockstar, they can do whatever they want. Tomorrow, they'll probably be like, oh, Red Dead's out. Uh, it was out last week. <laughs> you know, like they can. That's because it's, it's Rockstar. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, so it's pretty. When I when I saw that tweet, I was just, it was, it, was, it, kind of, it took me by surprise because I've also been wanting to replay that game just because uh, I just haven't played it since I actually got it when it first came out originally. Uh, so it just, it's, it's cool to. I mean, all I have to wait is a couple of months, and then I'll fucking get it for. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it for the Switch though. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just to have something else to play on that, and uh, I already. I mean, yeah, it's gonna look nicer on the PS4, but it, it'd be cool to have it just while. I, yeah, yeah. While I do do stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's cool. I'm excited to play it again. I probably won't finish it. <laughs> I'm gonna try, but. Man, it's pretty. It's 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 cool to have little surprises like this. I hope I hope there's there's more to come. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. So see you in a bit. Welcome back. And uh, for this week, I wanted to bring up something that's been going on. Um, we have Destiny 2 releasing. That already released. We have Destiny 2 that already released. Shadow of Mordor coming. Games that have already been out. And what I want to talk about is microtransactions, loot boxes, in-game DLC microtransactions. Now... The reason I want to bring this up is I had a couple of conversations with a few people, you know, people we've known who've been on the show, Scott, a couple of friends. Um, recently, Destiny 2 came out. Like Joe was talking about earlier, he's really enjoying it and a lot of people are liking it. But then people found out, wait, you know, stuff that you were able to do in Destiny 1, like the shaders for colors can only be now used one time from one item. Is that correct, Joe? Um, I heard something about it, Ben. I, I didn't really look into it, so I don't know exactly. I, I heard something along those lines, though. But I know that shaders are, are one-use item, and uh, now there's loot boxes in Destiny, right? Something like that. Some type of, uh, you know, loot box, microtransactions, what have you. 
And right now, I kind of want to focus on Destiny 2. Um, when it comes down to it, Joe's really, you know, excited about Destiny 2. Um, I like Destiny 1, got burned out. Um, Destiny 2, uh, for me, it's just more of a wait and see. Everyone's really excited right now. It just came out. But I kind of want to wait for the longer couple of weeks to see how the game itself is actually going to be, you know, received. That you were talking about, Joe. But the thing with the shaders, microtransaction, and loot boxes... I'm not a big fan of that stuff, really. Even in stuff like Overwatch. As time went on and you started getting levels, like getting loot boxes, you would receive less stuff that you actually wanted and more stuff that you had multiples of. And yeah, you'd get money, but what you got really wasn't enough to get anything else. Um, I kind of look at it this way um, because a lot of people get defensive. If you talk about a game that they like, a game that they're playing, I don't care. I don't buy that stuff. I don't buy microtransactions. I don't buy loot boxes. I'm not going to buy these shaders. It's like, so it doesn't affect the game for me. I like this game. It isn't going to affect anything for me. Okay. I understand that. You know, it's your money. You can do what you want. But I put it in this type of context. Um, think of any fast food restaurant you like to eat. You know, Joe, In-N-Out, Bethel, McDonald's, right? Jack in the Box, whatever. Carl's Jr., okay? For, shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, so think of it this way. And we've actually had talks about this, so it's kind of funny, but it had nothing to do with microtransactions. Just fast food in general. Microtransactions. Michael <laughs> Um, For your entire life, ever since you were a little kid, you got your Happy Meal, your meal? Hey, can I have some ketchup? Can I have... Mustard, can I have ranch? Whatever condiment you want, and they give it to you, right? So think of video games like that. Back in the day, we used to get this stuff for free. There wasn't downloadable microtransactions, there wasn't loot boxes, there wasn't any of that. You'd pay your full game, and you'd get everything. But, you know, in certain games, hey, you have to beat this on hard mode to unlock the costume. But it was still there. You could earn it, right? You didn't have to pay anything extra. How I look at it now is it's evolved to and using the fast food as, you know, using fast food, think of it as, okay, all of a sudden you got condiments, you got all that stuff for free. Now, oh, hey, um, can I have some ketchup? And they're like, oh, um, yeah, cool. It'll be like two bucks. They're like, wait, this, this stuff was free last time I had it. Oh, it's $2 now. Um... All right, no, I'm not going to pay two bucks, so I'm not going to get it. And you'll have people go, well, I don't like ketchup. I'm like, all right, cool, but what about if they come out with a new condiment? You're like, oh, shit, I kind of want to try that shit. Sriracha mac sauce. Yeah, you go, sriracha mac sauce. And then you're like, hey, can I have some of that sriracha mac sauce? Uh, sure, it'll be four bucks. What? But this stuff used to be free. Why do I have to pay for it now? And loot boxes are the same thing if, hey, all I want is ketchup. They're like, okay, cool, here's this box. Is there ketchup in it? I don't know. It could be anything. You open it up, and it's a hot sauce packet. It's mayonnaise, and it's a sweet and sour sauce. You're like, I fucking want a ketchup, and I didn't get anything in this box. It's just that. It used to be free. Now you get either random shit, or you have to pay for what you want. And yes, you don't have to. You don't like ketchup. You don't like mustard. You don't like mayonnaise. It doesn't affect me. But really, when something comes down the line that you do want, it is going to affect you. Now, if you, you know, 
I don't care if you buy Destiny. Actually, hearing that thing about the shaders made me kind of like, Ugh. not that I was excited hearing people say that Destiny was awesome, but now I'm less excited because now they're throwing in loot boxes. Now they're throwing in microtransactions. Now they're only doing the one-time shaders. Now, it's not affecting me to the point where I'm never going to buy it, but now I'm less likely to get it right away than sooner more than later, you know? So that's how I feel about these microtransactions. I think it's stupid. If you want to get it, it's fine. It's all, you know, it's Activision forcing Bungie to do this. I know it's not Bungie, you know. Um, it's the same thing with uh, Shadow of War. This is a single-player game. They're going to have loot boxes in a single-player game, Joe. You can pay money. Like, oh, you can, you know, in the game of Shadow of Mordor, you can capture your orcs and have them join your army. Hey, but Joe, give me money, and you can just have orcs for free. Technically. And then there was the DLC. One of the developers that used to work on the game passed away last year of cancer. So they ended up doing this special $5 DLC on day one that you can buy, that the money is, supports the family. Um, the, the guy who passed away, you know, that money goes to them. It's like, oh, hey, you know, he's going to be a character in the game that will help you out in last-minute tight spots or, or what have you. Um, but then people noticed fine print saying that if it was out of state, out of the country of U.S., that money doesn't go to anybody. It goes to the company. So then people were saying, wait, whoa, you're saying this is like a charity type of thing that you're supporting the family, but really we're not getting, they're not going to get it. What's this? And Warner Brothers did this whole thing. We're like, no, 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 it's 100% fully goes to them. But even that, even Warner Brothers, they're greedy, but they still do this type of stuff. Now, if it was a misprint, they, they communicated wrong. I don't know. It didn't look good. And even games like Overwatch, I... I like it, but over time, loot boxes became more annoying than fun. Because after a while, I'm like, you know what? I don't... Okay, I got a legendary skin for Reinhardt. I don't use Reinhardt. I want that skin of D.Va. I want, like, I want that skin of Tracer or, or Junkrat. I can let me, like, as much as I hate microtransactions, let me buy that. No, don't let me randomly, randomly get it. And then, okay, yeah, right now everyone's saying, oh, you'll buy microtransactions then? It's better than paying $20 to get, what, like 30 loot boxes and maybe in for $20 I'll get what I want? Maybe. That's even worse. So I don't know. I, that's how I feel about microtransactions. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I still dislike them. I don't, really, I don't care for them. Um, did that, but for Destiny, did that, does that affect you a little bit on the game? Probably not so much me. In general, but the fact, but I can see how it can bother someone else. And and like you're saying, it's a good, you know, you're 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 making a good um, example of using the fast food thing. I agree. What's also happening, unfortunately, to take that even further, is that now nowadays companies are going, well, look, you know, it, it's almost like, look, we're spending a lot of money on this. You know, it's like, oh, it's super high quality meat. We're putting all this money into this high quality meat. Um, and then you get your burger and you go, well, where's the lettuce, the tomato, the ketchup, and the mustard? Well, we spent so much money on the meat that we didn't put any of that. So then you go, what the, f what the fuck? I can't get lettuce and tomato? No. Why? Right, well, I want my ketchup and mustard. Henceforth, oh, it's gonna be, that's going to be two bucks. What the fuck? So then you get your ketchup and your mustard and, you, and then you, and you get this high quality meat. That's just this, this patty. It's super high quality. It's Kobe beef. And then you cut it and there's blood inside. 
Well, we didn't have enough time to finish it. <laughs> it's the, it's the same shit that's happening. It's hard to fucking accept all these. It's when when they're throwing when they're adding all these extra fucking fees and the microtransactions and these fucking charges and DLC and costumes and all that shit. But then you end up getting the game. And you're like, you're gonna you want me to buy all this shit, but the game's not even fucking done yet. It's hard. It's it's very hard for me to sympathize or even rationalize with them. Now, I know other people do. They're like, well, you don't have to buy them. That's 100% correct. You do not have to buy them. But it's still bullshit that they want you to. The the idea that they still want you to buy them, even though they got a game that half the time isn't even fucking fixed. To me, that's where it's bullshit. It's just like, no. You know, like the season pass, the idea of the season pass. And yeah, I just admitted I bought the fucking Destiny season pass. You know, I went ahead and paid for the whole the whole bundle. I didn't like doing it, but I did because I know I'm going to I'm going to play this thing and I know for me it's not going to matter I'm going to play this. You know, I have I I understand my relationship with the game of Destiny. It's both love and hate, but I still play. <laughs> I understand that. But, you know, I also know I'm running the risk of fucking buying the season pass and getting too two downloadable um expansions that maybe no more than an hour and give me like two missions i i know that i'm i i I fully i'm fully aware of that but it just sucks that you know companies are spending more and more and more money on these games and and throwing these gigantic teams together to make games i'm talking to you uh mass effect and you know you end up with a game that's quite frankly looks like shit you know, and you're getting charged $60 for this game. So you're already paying full price for a game, but they need more money from you because of the rising costs and all this shit. So then they go to the microtransactions, the little perks, you know, boosts like in, in, in a, in a shadow, of, shadow of what is it? Shadow of War. Shadow of War. This single, yeah, Shadow, whatever that, you know, these, these perks or whatever, these packs that are going to help you boost to get into the game, which is like, dude, it's a single player game. Why the fuck do you have that? At that point, you're doing shit that you're, you're basically... You're paying, you're making people, like, when you start doing that kind of shit, it's like you're making people pay $60 for a free-to-play game because that's how you're treating it. It's, it's so frustrating, that aspect of it. I just, I can't. I don't know, man. It's just, it's one of those things that, and it doesn't seem like it's ever going to go away. And no one, and, and I, I've seen some companies be like, yeah, we're not going to do uh, season passes or stuff like that. But it's just like, you know, like EA, go, going back to the to the Mass Effect thing, they would have fucking totally done a season pass if that game had sold better and was of a higher quality, they were, they would have, they, in fact, they probably, were they selling season passes in the beginning? Okay. I know they can't, uh, uh, Mass Effect. The, for the new one? Yeah. No. They didn't sell season they, passes? They announced that they're not going to do that. Anymore. They or wanted to, I'm sure they wanted to until they figured out like, oh shit, this game, look, this game's not in great fucking shape. It's, it's so it's just, I don't know, man. It's like, you know, there's there's a fucking line. It's either free to play or it's not. There, there's this whole idea that now, like the term is fee to play. It's like, yeah, I'm already paying sixty dollars for a fucking game. Why do you want me to spend forty, fifty, sixty dollars more on loot boxes, season passes, and all this bullshit? I mean, it, it does get old, you know. And, but really, the only way they're ever going to learn is if people stop buying them. And yeah. you know, obviously, they're not. You know, I buy. In general, every year I buy like one to two season passes. I 
do not generally buy season passes for games. In a lot of cases, especially for RPGs and for big games, I never play season passes. I never end up playing, you know, buying season passes or buying DLCs because those games are so big that by the time I get through with the game, I'm usually done with it. I'm just like, eh, I'm good. I don't need to go through any other extra stories. So, I mean, it's just, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's frustrating to me when companies and publishers do that. Uh, oh, I remember, I, was, I think we had talked to the Deus Ex did that exact same thing and i think it didn't fuck up their sales and it's like what you're saying is happening more and more when you see a game and you're like oh, i'm really excited for it and then you hear about the microtransaction and it just sours you I, I i forgot what game was it was for me that that happened where i was like fuck never mind i don't even want it and i could and i could totally see myself doing that with destiny if it was a game that i'd never played before and all of a sudden i'm starting to happen to hear about most like the most it just it would sour me it would just be like never mind you know what i mean i do like i'll just wait till it's cheaper I might as well because they're going to want me to spend this much more anyways. So it's like, I don't know, man. It angers me. (laughs) Uh, I got nothing to say about it, but hey, McDonald's, when I ask you for ketchup, (laughs) give me more than three fucking packets. I'm not going to waste that shit. And I love sweet and sour sauce, so give me at least four for my fucking chicken nuggets. I ordered a 20 piece. I should get one for you every fucking six, every five. I like to, I like to also rant. Taco Bell, don't don't be dicks, dude. When I ask you for mild sauce, give me fifteen. Don't give me four. What? No, it's the opposite. Fucking ta- Taco Bell gives you like fucking five thousand fucking hot sauces. They don't give me fifteen. I want fifteen. And Pollo Loco, you guys suck too. Give me the fucking red sauce. Don't just give me the green. Don't ask me if I want sauce and I say yes, just give me green. There's like three or four fucking sauces inside. Give me all of them. Back to McDonald's. Hey, fuck you. Girl, like the girl that works there, she's always fucking like acting like I don't know what the fuck is up. Bitch, I'll fucking eat that shit. It's delicious. Really? Doesn't have microtransactions? I don't like microtransactions that much. Um, uh, they're kind of shitty with the. Uh, with Overwatch, I don't really like it's it's I like getting loot boxes, but if you pay for them, it should be like a separate like I don't know, like an algorithm that gives you uh like a premium sort of fucking uh better chances of getting uh the dope shit instead of fucking duplicates of a spray or something. It's fucking ridiculous. So fuck Michael transactions. Michael? Yeah, Michael transactions. <laughs> Uh, Michael transjections and uh, yeah, yeah. And if if you're like, you know, if you look, I always say this. We say this on the podcast all the time. You're the consumer. You can do what you want with your money. Do whatever you want. It's your money. But I guess in a way, it's also. Don't get upset about one thing when you're okay letting them do another thing to you. You know? Don't cry foul on one thing and then be like, well, this I don't get, so it doesn't matter. Um, oh, and then the, there was so much... People were really upset with the um, the shaders. You know, I, I had people telling me, oh, hey, you know... A lot of people are complaining Bungie's probably going to change it. And right now, the news right now, they're not gonna. That's what I'm hearing is they're not going to change it. It could change. For all I know, tomorrow they'll announce. Yeah, we're gonna shaders can be used anyway. Maybe a maybe next year. Maybe halfway through 
the launch of this, they'll be like, okay, shaders are for everything now. If you get a shader, you can use it on anything in a year, whatever, when they have their special bundle, whatever. It might come back, but for right now, they're saying they are not budging, no matter how much how many people complain. Now, if they do budge tomorrow, and people are like, yeah, they changed because we were upset about this, but uh, loot boxes are cool. It's like, well, you don't win anything. They're still, they're giving you this, but still fucking you over this other side. So that's, you know, again, I'm not blaming Bungie. It's Activision making them do this. It's these companies that are making them do this. I'm just saying, it sucks. I don't like it. All right, we have mail. This is from my cousin Ricky's. And I want to say this is actually going to go toward Joe. Um, it's more of him asking me, but I thought it would be good for mail. Will you be looking into your next podcast to talk about the potential demise of Toys R Us? Because Joe, Joe, if you know, if you're new, if this is your first episode of Third Party Controller Podcast you're, you're listening to, Joe used to work back in the day at Toys R Us. So... So I kind of want to show to bring up the article and then talk about it because he worked there. He used to. Uh, yeah, first I have to say $400 million is a that's a lot of debt. Um, it's pretty bad. They're $400 million in debt? Yeah, they owe $400 million. Uh, More than likely, I could see them, uh, I, I, I could definitely see them um, filing for bankruptcy or having to come up with some way of dealing with it. It's just, it's changing times, man. Uh, retail stores like that, you know, even toy stores, they're, they're not around anymore. Um, you know, everyone goes to Walmart or, you know, the specialty shops in general. They just aren't what they used to be. Um, I feel like in a lot of ways, even when I was working at Toys R Us, and this was like 10 years ago, it, you know, sales were always progressively going down. Like every year I was there, it was like, oh, we didn't meet last month's last year's sales at this time. And I was like, yeah, yeah it's just... Time's changing, you know, and, and it was always about like, well, what did we do last month or what did we do last year at this time? And it's like, oh, we didn't meet it. And it's like, yeah, it's, just, it's part of the just that's how it is, you know, and a lot of these. Um, also, you have to understand, like, at least like Toys R Us is like when I've been at the Toys R Us that I worked at, I've gone in a few times ever since there. And I, and I look at the building and I'm like, this place is so fucking it's way too big for what a toy store should be. And like, you know, it's like oh, it's a toy store, but it's also a bike like, Toys R Us, let's face it. Toys R Us has video games. They have toys. But they also have, like, shitty bikes they sell. And they have, like, power wheels. And they have, like, a, you know, like, like they sell some baby stuff. I, I'm assuming they still sell all these things. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that they sell that even I'm like, you're losing money here. Why even bother having the space? This, your store is so big. And it's like, you really don't need that. You know, I, I feel like it, it's it's a it seemed like a place where, like, they never really evolved with the times. 
you go into one Toys R Us, you go into another Toys R Us, it's usually the same shit, and you see a lot of the same stuff. So it's like, you know, it's it's sad in a way because I enjoyed working at Toys R Us when I was there. It, it was actually had a lot of fun working um, there. Uh, but you know, if you don't if you don't evolve, you don't change it somehow. You know, it doesn't really surprise me. You know, like I said, go to the, like go to the one the local one that we have here one of these days and walk in there and be like, how does this place even make money? It's pretty big. Yeah, it's huge. They should they, they should have been trying to find spots uh, smaller places or. Or restructuring and like you that's not even the whole like you know having worked there the back area is usually like when i worked it was just filled with shit like there was so much merchandise that never even made honest to god there was merchandise that never even touched the floor that like you'd go back there and like this is like five years old like it never it, it got brought in and put in a like a uh you know a storage like the storage bins the storage base and like you're like no it's never gonna sell so i mean and that, and that goes anywhere but like yeah, like if you walk into a Toys R Us, like most Toys R Us that I've been to are fucking large, and you're just like, you don't need this much space. And it's like some of the stuff they sell. Like again, I always, I always got a kick out of the bikes. It's like you look at the bikes, it's like, woos, look at the bikes. And then like, like come to find out later, I'm like all those bikes are garbage. Like no, you, none of them were actually any good. You know, they're just trying to get people. To, but I feel like I don't know. It's just, it's just another example of a place not evolving with you know, with the times. Um, but there'll always be, we'll always have ours on. It's also like one of the things where shops like that, and you're right, like specialty shops, unless it's a Toys R Us exclusive, um, you can't really compete if they're, you know, they had video games, right? You have GameStop that sells just only video games. They're in a problem too. But then you have Amazon. Same thing I said a couple of, like, probably around Christmas time. If you can't compete, if you can't be competitive with your with other stores, like, you know, it's hard. I get it. Amazon, you probably can't do those Amazon prices. But if I could get a game for 40 bucks on Amazon, but you're still charging 60 bucks at Toys R Us, I'm not going to get it. You know, people are easily, they have their phones on them and they check the prices with anything, you know. So it's hard to be a retail chain and not be competitive. Yeah, like you have to be competitive, but I understand why they're not competitive. But I don't know. You get does that make sense? I don't know. I'm kinda getting tired. <laughs> oh yeah, and Toys R Us was, I think the only last couple of things I bought at Toys R Us were like amiibo stuff. You have to understand that like Let me preface preface this by say preface this by saying I buy, I buy a lot of stuff online. I do. Um, probably, and, and I probably, and I wish things were different because I do believe that online retailers and big brand businesses are killing the little guy. And when you say they can't do that, you're right. You're hundred percent right. When you see Amazon drop the price of something $20 randomly in one day and do it for three or four hours, you know, those large chain, those leftover, you know, basically dinosaurs from from previous eras like Toys R Us, they can't do that. They don't. There's no way for them to like to um, to uh, like what am I looking to say? Like to to monitor when they do it, to try to price match, and it just doesn't make the money. Um, it, it's hard for them to match. I I do wish, you know, and you look at Toys R Us again, and you're like, 
I mean, their R zone is basically a fucking GameStop. Damn near, you know what I mean? They have the same amount of shit. So you're like, you're housing a GameStop plus a video game store plus a, I mean, plus a, a toy store plus a bike shop, a shitty bike shop plus a, but you know, you're housing like five or six different. It's like the retail. It's like a, it's like the Walmart. <laughs> toy stores is basically like the Walmart of toys. You know what I mean? It, it houses all these things, and it's just like, it's not easy to do and to try to keep that up. Um, I. I don't know. I wish there was more. I, I wish there was a way for smaller businesses, and I'm not even so much Toys R Us, but like smaller, like mom and pop shops. I would, like, I have no problem supporting a mom, mom and shop pop, uh, someplace that you know where I do have to pay more money if you know there's. I know it's going to a good cause, like to a good. You know what I mean? Um, what is it? Uh, the the retro game shop. Mm-hmm. Past time legends. legends. I've gone in there and like I've spent some money and I've I've smiled doing it because it's like yeah and even if it's like yeah oh, I can get this way cheaper it's like yeah but if you're paying these people money it's theirs you know it's like it's going to them yeah. rather than give it to like you know Toys R Us is hard to feel sorry for because they're a fucking big business they yeah. and I, they're it sucks but you know I would rather support smaller but it's hard it's just you know it's one of those things it's just like as times change more and more stores are going out like that best buys are no longer fucking making money there's a lot of stores like that you know you just mentioned gamestop gamestop right now having a great year it's it's sad it's kind of scary to see what's going to end up happening like in another 10 years what's going to be left i remember remember the day uh blockbuster closed i was like fuck man that kind of sucked i was a little sad even though i didn't go there anymore i was still sad i was like oh fuck blockbuster's gone hey (laughs) seen that ig post Friday nights were lit at fucking Blockbusters. <laughs> they were. Well, yeah. It was the spot. Um, I noticed that like every every Toys R Us I've ever been to or seen is in like such a bad area of like a, of a certain like neighborhood. So yeah, yeah, it's all run down like uh like warehouses around like probably like a homeless guy's gonna stab you or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it always seems like there's like in such bad spots like nobody wants to visit. Um, but I didn't even know about this, uh, how, how do they get into 4 million, 4 million or 4 billion? 4 million, no? 400 million. 400, oh shit. $400 million dollar, uh, debt, how does that happen? I don't know. I mean, they owe money to the fucking mob or something? It sure didn't go into renovating the stores, because if you've seen the, Vent- I mean, you know, here in, the, in our county, the Ventura store, it... it it's the most fucking, like, dingiest looking fucking place ever, yeah. isn't it? It's just like... Like, oh. There's like dark spots in that place where kids will get kidnapped and shit. <laughs> Alright, well, thanks for that, Rikis. Well, that's going to be it for this week's episode. Um, if you want to send us any questions like Rikis did, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast. Remember, it's thirdpartycontrollerpodcast with a three. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Lira with... Mr. Sweet and Sour, because I'm sweet and sour, baby, Beto Esparza. And... Charmers. <laughs> and we may not be as good as everyone else, but we're going to get the job done later. Uh...
know nothing. <laughs> I'll, I'll beat the pito up. Huh? Oh, I call your I call your your butt chocolatito. Cause I melt it. Cause it melts in my mouth. <laughs>